And it's not using humor as a response to a behavior we want to correct is, is a reward for that unwanted behavior, but rather it's an understanding that that underlying that unwanted behavior, right? Underlining, underlying the, the whining or underlying the um, tantrum or the teasing or the, you know, whatever it is that that's driving you crazy is probably a need for attention, which is a need for connection, right? That poor behavior is likely coming from disconnection. And the solution would be to reconnect. And humor is one of the best ways to do that. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast, a live workshop-style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home, and what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast. It is Motherhood Monday. We believe here that Motherhood Monday is the best way to intentionally start the week, so I'm so glad you're here. If you're new here, each Monday we focus on a different family value, and we just discuss a few ideas for how we can start to cultivate it in our families in the coming week. And this week we are talking about humor. I think humor is such an effective parenting tool, and I also think it's probably one of the most underrated, right? How we look at things and our paradigm, our perspective, it can deeply affect how we choose to react or respond, and I think that's so true for parenting. Just a little levity, the ability to choose to see the situation from a lighter perspective when it's appropriate. It can help us, it can help us keep calm, It can help us respond to our kids from a more thoughtful place. I think sometimes I found humor to be so effective because it just kind of seems to catch my kids off guard, right? It kind of cuts through the nagging or the reminding, the negotiating, right? And I found that when I can muster up the energy, right, and be intentional to make them laugh a little bit, it can break a tense moment and it gives me an opportunity to make a connection And my kids really tend to respond and cooperate more easily. I think it can also be a really great tool just to help diffuse tension, right? You can use humor to set limits. We can use humor to reinforce behaviors we want to encourage. And we can really use humor to grow our bond with our kids. And not to mention, it's fun, right? And I think we could all use a little more fun in our days. Amen. It got me thinking a few weeks ago, we had some friends over for a barbecue and our kids were all playing and my daughter Amory, she just turned five. She had, she'd fallen and she'd hurt herself. So she kind of did that little limp run over to me and she had tears streaming down her face and I just kind of gave her a hug and she buried her little head in my armpit and 
I took a moment first, right, just to make sure she was okay. And then I whispered in her ear, how stinky are my armpits? And you guys, she started giggling. And then a few seconds later, she was in this like full out laughing and her whole mood shifted and so did mine. And it was really eye-opening for me because I don't know why that silly moment just came to me. But I found that humor in that moment to be such a great parenting tool. And we made sure she was good and she was laughing and she went off and she played with her friends. And I was like, man, I gotta tuck, I gotta tuck that away. I gotta use this more often. And just to be clear before we kind of jump into it today, I am talking a healthy humor here, right? I'm not talking sarcasm. I'm not talking teasing at the expense of our kids, but really that healthy humor that kind of shifts the mood and gets them to crack a smile. I mean, think about it. Like developmentally, we've all laughed before we were able to speak, right? We all laughed before we were able to walk. Laughter and and that humor is just wired in us. So I think we can talk about a few ways we can infuse humor into our parenting, into just our day-to-day, everyday Um, in different ways, depending on how old our kids are. So here's a few ideas. I think for our little ones, right, for our toddlers, um, it's all about using humor to quit the power plays. I think of instead of feeding into that temptation to engage maybe in the power struggle, we can take a deep breath and try humor instead, right? Instead of battling each other this week, maybe we try to just inject a little humor and test it out and see how it works. And I think that if we can use humor to work together with our little ones, especially with our toddlers, towards a common goal, I think we're going to see a lot of progress. What it is is that we're moving from an approach of like, I'm going to make you do this, right? This adversarial approach to this, this is kind of fun. This is kind of fun to do together approach that's way more collaborative. And it's being silly, right? It's that, I don't know, pretending to to brush the stuffed animal's teeth while your two-year-old brushes her teeth. Or it's turning games into competition. I use this a ton, especially when getting my little ones to try to clean up. Like, I'll just set a timer, seven minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes, right? And everyone has to clean up as fast as they can. And while they're cleaning, I could just do this dumb, silly stuff, guys. Like, everybody clean like a robot, right? Clean like a bunny or whatever. And they love it. The dumber I can be, the sillier I can be, like, they eat it up. And then before I know it, you know, five minutes, seven minutes, 10 minutes later, everyone's chipped in and the toy room is clean, or their bedroom is clean, and it's a win. Same thing with getting in the car. If any of you try to get your kids in car seats and it's a battle, like this is where I've used humor before too. Sometimes, I know, you can feel when that battle's coming on, right? And I'll just be silly. Sometimes I pretend I'm the pilot, right? Hey, this is your pilot mommy speaking. We are taking off shortly, right? If you need anything, please ask. Buckle up and enjoy your flight. And again, the sillier I do it, the more likely they are to just cooperate and buckle up so we can head out, right? And then if your kids maybe are a little older, maybe if you have school-aged kids, I found that games still work really well. 
My kids love like races. They love any sort of competition, right? So if we can turn anything into a competition, it's usually a way for me to get a win. Who can get dressed the quickest, right? Who can put their shoes away the fastest? Who can make their bed in less than one minute? I'm going to start counting down from 60 now, right? They eat this stuff up. And sometimes too, I think, you know, my silliness can probably be annoying to them, but it gets them to shape up. And man, if they're like whining, which to me is probably the thing that is most like nails on a chalkboard, like I just cannot stand the whining. Sometimes I'll just pretend I can't understand in a silly way. Like, hmm, I'm having a hard time understanding with all this whining. Let me push a button and I'll tap their nose, you know. Ah, lion! Wrong button. Let me tap their nose. Beep! Ah, there's my Ashton. What were you saying? And she'll laugh and then usually she'll continue to speak to me without whining. And you all know your kids best, right? If they're whining because they're tired or really upset, probably not the best place to use humor, right? That might make it worse or set them off. But when they're just whining to whine, this is a really good tool we can use too. So I would encourage you to use your that intuition and your judgment here. And then for older kids, maybe you have middle school kids or teenage kids, and you're probably thinking that using humor is just going to earn you an eye roll. You might be right, (laughs) but I think you can still keep things light, right? We know that research shows a correlation between parenting with humor and higher levels of self-esteem in teens. So maybe, I don't know, maybe your kid forgets to take out the trash and you grab a post-it note and you stick it on the trash can and it says something like, what could you write? Something like, I smell, want to go out, right? Or your kids start arguing in public and you do something obnoxious like start singing. They're going to be so embarrassed and they're going to stop. And this isn't avoidance. It's not manipulation, but it's really about connecting. It's connecting through humor. And then after the situation's been diffused, right? Everyone's back in the regulated state. You can have that conversation that you want to have with your kids and you can explain why you asked them to do or not do right something and why you need compliance from them. And you can also find it helpful to use humor in discussing some of the more sensitive subjects with your teenagers, I think. Maybe you can find the humor in dating, or maybe you can find the humor in their friendships. It all comes back to that connection. I also think that humor can be such a great, uh, a great antidote to shame because it really does reinforce that human connection. And when kids feel connected, when they feel like you're on the same team, it can make a lot of those tough conversations so much easier to have. And then before we kind of wind it down for today's episode, I kind of wanted to touch on using humor in disciplining our children. I think parenting experts have been telling us for years that parenting in that authoritarian way, right, where it's that control and the harsh discipline, when those are the go-to tactics, that it's been shown, right? It's been shown over time that those tactics can actually be more harmful than good. And we know now, right, through research that children raised in those homes, those homes that are strict, those homes that are unresponsive to their emotional needs, that those children tend to develop chronic stress and anxiety. So I just think that, you know, us being purposeful and finding ways we can drop a little humor 
even in how we discipline our kids. You know, I think the most important factor in child discipline is connecting with our kids, right? We've all kind of heard it, but it's that connect before you correct. And humor is one of the best ways to connect with our kids. And it's not using humor as a response to a behavior we want to correct is is a reward for that unwanted behavior, but rather it's an understanding that that underlying that unwanted behavior, right? Underlining, underlying the, the whining or underlying the um, tantrum or the teasing or the, you know, whatever it is that that's driving you crazy is probably a need for attention, which is a need for connection, right? That poor behavior is likely coming from disconnection. And the solution would be to reconnect. And humor is one of the best ways to do that. All right. We end every Motherhood Monday with a little prayer over the week ahead. So please join me as we pray this week. Dear God, we pray humor over our families this week, Lord. Open our eyes, open our minds, open our hearts to all the joy that's available to us. Let us not miss the moments to connect with our families through humor this week. We want to treasure all the good you've given us. Help us to put aside the boredom and the grumbling and the criticism and the worry and help us to bring some levity to our week. We pray, God, for laughter. We pray for the kind of laughter that makes our cheeks hurt. Let us realize that humor is your creation and to laugh and to smile together is one of the greatest blessings of life. Help us to look for the good this week as we try to bring more humor into our homes. We love you. We're grateful. And it's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.